A quick plug before the episode begins. My guest today is Rory Panagatopoulos, and Rory and I are writing partners, and we actually have a new show that is currently playing at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City on 26th Street and 8th Avenue. Uh, The show is called Dog Fleet. It's a live-action animated show. Uh, You have to see it to believe it. It's playing this Thursday, uh, March 29th at 8 p.m., and then we have two dates in April – Wednesday, April 11th, and Wednesday, April 25th, also at 8 p.m. Uh, for more information, you can go to UprightCitizensBrigadeTheater.com, or you can go to my website, CraigRowan.com, and click on Calendar and look at those dates and reserve tickets. We hope to see you out there. If you mention this show at that show, to me, nothing will happen. Um, or I'll, well, I'll probably say, oh, wow, thanks, and then I might uh, – at some point, it might get a little awkward just because – I, I, I'm slightly awkward sometimes, and I think that would be one of those times where the awkwardness would peek its head out. So anyway, um, please check out the show Dog Fleet and enjoy this episode right after the theme song. Hit it, gang! Well, it's that episode, not that episode, not that episode, it's that episode, it's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the show where me, Craig Rowan, or I, Craig Rowan, uh, invite a guest over to my apartment uh, to watch any episode of any TV show that the guest chooses. Uh, My guest today is Rory Panagatopoulos. Hello, Craig. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Rory is a sketch writer for um, UCB Mod Team Gramps. That's correct. And he's also the co-writer and an actor in uh, a show called Dog Fleet. Yes, which you were a co-writer and actor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Rory and I uh, wrote a new show that's up at the UCB Theater called Dog Fleet, and it's sort of an homage to early 90s cartoons. That's right. Sort of the after-school Saturday morning affair. Affair. It's it's actually about an affair that happens on it's, Saturday morning. It's basically an adaptation of the movie An Affair to Remember. Right, exactly. Is so that a movie? if that sounds interesting at all, if that is a movie, I think you're thinking maybe A Walk to Remember? Or? That's, that's definitely a movie. I think An Affair to Remember is like a Broadway show. I have no I, idea and I have no interest in looking it up. It I won't either. It honestly doesn't matter to me. But um, Rory is uh, one of my best friends. We went to college together. We've been doing comedy together for a long time. Yep. And he knows my deepest, darkest secrets. Oh, uh, yeah. That's real weird. <laughs> <laughs> it gets creepy. Um, so uh, why don't you tell us, Rory, what you chose to watch today? Okay. So I appropriately chose a early 90s cartoon. Uh, specifically the X-Men cartoon, um, which was more a Saturday morning cartoon, not an after-school cartoon, which sort of Ninja Turtles is mm-hmm. the king of that genre. Um, but I feel like I didn't really remember any specific Ninja Turtles episodes. Right. They sort of all bled together yeah. a little bit. Um, but I just recently rewatched the entire series of X-Men. And uh, so it was fresh in my mind. And the ne- episode you picked is from season three, and it's called Nightcrawler. Yes. And why did you pick this one? Uh, it's particularly weird. Most of the episodes of the show are weird, but right. uh, this one skews uh, very religious. Uh-huh. And it seems like there. this is uh, season three, which is right in the middle, like the height of the run. So I feel like they're really trying to really break some bounds 
Yeah, so I think, well, one of the things that you said is that this was, you can remember, it was more memorable episodes. And I think that, I used to watch this show, I think it was on from 92 to 97 or something like that. And it definitely was more advanced than most uh, kids shows because there were full storylines. They, they, like, just looking at the screen right now, we have season three up and there's like part ones, part twos, part threes, part fours. Like they really have these crazy actual comic book storyline arcs. Yeah, the arcs go on for episodes at a time. Like you see here, episodes 11 through 14 are the Dark Phoenix saga, but like episodes three through five of this season are the Phoenix saga. (laughs) Right. So they're like, they're all over it. They really are like... Kids, and I think they're right. I guess they like that kids can handle more of a storyline. Yeah, I mean, it made me really feel bad if I didn't tune in every week. Right. And also notable about this show is probably one of the better uh, theme songs for a a cartoon there is. Which they slightly changed up in season six. Ooh. But it's undecipherable unless you've been watching the show. Wait, how, like what? Just like a note change? Like basically just the way the intro comes in is like slightly different. So it's not even worth bringing up. (laughs) Like to mention it would almost be a waste. (laughs) To to mention it would almost be just a complete waste of time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Cool, yeah. So yeah, Rory and I, uh, I'm excited to watch this. Rory and I have been, had our heads in the uh, uh, Saturday morning cartoon arena for a little bit because we've been working on this show. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. We took a lot of um, pills, pills, uh, sleep pills, <laughs> um, and then we both basically pay, played sleep pill r- roulette while watching while writing the show. We just took some sleep pills and sort of saw what we when we woke up what had been written. Usually nothing. Usually nothing, and then hungover from the sleep pills is when we get most of our work done. Yeah, so it's a good system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Cool. Is there uh, so? Oh yeah. So this is called Nightcrawler. So I looked it up. This is sort of the introduction of the character Nightcrawler, who is one of my favorite X Men, and who is, as you said, relig- super religious. That's a big part of his character yeah. in general. He's yeah. Catholic. Yes, um, I think. And he in the movies they even did played with that with uh, what's his name Alan Cumming. Oh was, sure, uh, who is Loki in in the mask, son of the mask. <laughs> Whoa, deep cut <laughs> reference in the Yep. Uh Alan Cumming, most known for playing Loki in The Son of the Mask, starring Jamie Kennedy and a baby. <laughs> That's a good movie. <laughs> um uh cool. So is there anything else um I should look we should be looking out for in this episode or something uh something um, of interest? I just think it's sort of uh, also funny that it's this is supposed to be X Men on vacation skiing. Oh right, yeah. So <laughs> it says that that they go skiing for some R and R, uh, and and we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, cool. So we're gonna watch the show. We'll be right back to talk about Nightcrawler, uh, uh, season three, episode eighteen. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye, Rory. Bye. See you. Okay. Thank you, my friends. Your presence here was a great blessing. What do you mean, blessing? Look at this place. We blew it. I disagree. Brother Reinhardt understands his tragic mistake and has repented. The townspeople no longer look at me with fear in their hearts. There was no loss of life. All are reasons to be thankful. What about the monastery? A great tragedy. But it was only stone and mortar. The foundation God has built in our hearts can never be destroyed. Man... I don't get you. Here, I've marked a few passages you may find rewarding. Remember, Herr Logan, different 
eyes. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away and you comforted me. I will trust and will not be afraid. Okie dokie. Yep. We just uh, watched that episode of X-Men, and you were not wrong about no. it being extremely religious. <laughs> yes, it is saturated in Christian propaganda, basically. Yeah, it's really weird, because when you told me we were watching this episode, I because I know the Nightcrawler story from like the movie and from, I don't know, I guess I just know it, but mm. this is really, they really push that you should believe in God. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Pretty, it's basically an advertisement for Christianity. This could be like I could see you know, they make like Christian Bible comic books and sure, stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that this is basically that. This yeah. this could be a Christian TV show. If this was the only episode of this show I'd ever seen, I would assume it was a Christian associated with the church or something. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty crazy. So let's give the basic gist of what the episode was about. Sure. Um the X Men, a few of them. Uh, a Gambit. Gambit. Gene, no, 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 Rogue, sorry. Gambit, Rogue, and, and Wolverine, Wolverine are off vacationing in the Alps, yep, I guess. they're skiing. Skiing, and uh, that's always interesting, the Gambit and Rogue relationship. Yeah, that was very weird. Um, first of all, I just have to say that her boobs are so pronounced. Very pronounced. And I think it's probably all all of the super women in this, but... Yeah, it's very... It's... For a kid's show, it's like... Yeah, and there is even a line where... Uh, so let's keep going with the, the... Basically what happens is they find out that there's a demon in the Alps, which turns out to be Nightcrawler, and he's hiding himself in a monastery. Right. Where he's accepted. and um, But the townspeople basically are scared by him. Sure. And want to murder him. Yes, and, because he's a demon. And Gambit gets injured while they're skiing. And yes. They, they're picked up to the monastery, and then... The the weird sexual thing was that one of the monks tells Rogue because in the avalanche her sleeves get ripped off. Yeah, in the avalanche somehow the the power of the snow of an avalanche that comes to them rips her sleeves off. <laughs> Which is, I guess, in order to set up two things: the monk telling her you're looking too sexy to be in a monastery because right. it's all men yeah. and we will go crazy. Like, what is he implying? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, no, and no, she he goes. um we can get you something like more modest to wear, and she says, "I wouldn't want to like stir the, stir the natives." Or or so, yeah, something like that, where it's like, "Oh God, <laughs> like, ew!" Like, there's no need to, for a kid show. There's pretty much no need. Like, a kid won't get that. No, and it would just there's it didn't have anything to do with the plot or anything. No. And then it also set up her getting her arms grabbed later. Oh, because her power right. is she uh, absorbs people's powers through her skin. That was very weird. Yeah, that part. Yeah, we talk about that for a second. She okay. So her, yeah. so her power basically is she can fly, which is separate from the fact that anytime anyone touches her skin, their power is absorbed into her. Right. So in this episode, her sleeves are ripped off. In an avalanche. In it, as we said, in an avalanche, so that makes sense. And then two village people grab her. Right. I think they're two village people. And then... They don't have any powers, so she just gets their, like, hang-ups or yeah, something. Yeah, because what, what did she She's scream? like, he's a demon! I hate the demon! I want to kill it! <laughs> yeah, and then she does a weird scream. It was, very, it was like, very schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah, she that happens basically every time she someone touches her. 
Um, which is an awesome, weird power. Yeah. A very strange power. Which have. also, uh, Gambit is ex- in love with her somehow. And they can't And touch. they can never touch. Which is like, hey, Gambit, move on. They pretty much have the opposite power. Because if he touches something, right, it he becomes, becomes powerful. It, it, it explodes. He like when he, he, he crashed into a tree after skiing into it. He crashed into the tree and then laying on the ground. Held onto the tree. And lit it up. And, and lit it, it up on fire. And then that's why the avalanche happened. Whoa. Um, yeah, so a lot of stuff going on. First of all, the show is awesome. It, yeah. It, it, but this episode, so basically... The big aspect of it, the religious aspect, is that um, they're at this monastery. Um, Nightcrawler is being uh, like people are scared of him. It's you know the same thing as usual. It's like the mutant racism. Right. People yep. hate the mutants, but he says that it's okay because God is watching after us. Right. It's just sort of the idea that like I guess God has a plan. God has for- a plan. And and then throughout the whole thing, Wolverine is like, how dare you? How can you believe in God? God left us. Like, God isn't up there. If God was up there, we wouldn't be in this situation. Right. He's very anti-God. And then, by the end... We see at the end, Wolverine is praying in a church. Which... So what, what was... Why was he saying all that stuff... It's, throughout the entire episode about how... Well, Nightcrawler truly showed him the way. Sure. He gave I, him a Bible. He gave... He, ga- he I mean, prominently he, handed him a Bible. He straight up gave him a Bible and said something like, the answers are in here. I've marked a few passages. I've marked a few passages, and then at the end, he's reading a Bible on a church. Yeah. That, that, that rogue... Rogue is questioning her faith. Yeah, and that's, yeah then there's like, at the way end... Um, uh, uh, Gambit is saying to her, for some reason at the end they're in Paris. Because Gambit needed to get his real vacation. Right, in. right. They need, to, they need to get a real vacation after that vacation turned into an adventure. And he's saying that he doesn't understand how the monks can do that. They're just kidding themselves because there's... He basically says, he goes, there's no plan. It's Everything's random in the world. He like, says you can either get dealt a full house or a busted... Hand, yeah. So, so not only kids who are watching this won't get because they're probably not card sharks. They don't understand (laughs) games of uh, cards, card games, uh, advanced card games, and then they don't understand the randomness of the universe. (laughs) So that thing, I think, would completely go over a kid's head. And then Rogue goes for a walk. She's upset, and and she's like, maybe, maybe it is all random. And then a newspaper flies into her face, literally smacks (laughs) her in the face. She opens it. It's a picture of a church, and then she puts down the newspaper, and the church that she's looking at in the picture is right in front of her. That's a sign. If that's, if that's not a sign from God, I don't know what. It I is. mean, it has to be because I've never in my life seen a newspaper up and smack someone in the face. <laughs> I've never seen a giant ad for a church in a yeah, newspaper. Exactly. Yeah, uh, just a, a full page picture ad for a church in a newspaper is not. That's only God could be behind that. Yeah, and it just sort of makes you wonder what the thinking behind this episode was like it almost seems like they're getting like a lot of flack for it being too violent or something and like maybe this but like this was i don't know what i don't know why and i looked up uh i looked up the writer of this episode len early or something to see if he's like a you know, religious person religious and I, he i mean he wrote for like darkwing duck and ducktales and a lot of shows but i was like 
this is a very conscious decision. I mean, if yeah. I feel like if I was involved in the show, somebody would have to raise their hand and be like, this is a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's also, you sort of have to put it into the context of 1992 where, which was like sort of the height of like televangelism and like, I don't know. Like it was, I don't know. I feel like there's been some sort of progress in, the way religion is, I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't, it's gone in a crazier direction. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's still crazy TV evangelists. And but, but I don't know. I can't imagine watching a TV show that I'm a big fan of, and then all of a sudden there's a super religious... Because this one isn't even... There are tons of shows, of course, where it grapples with religion and stuff. Right, but, but those are one, shows about like families or like <laughs> religious people or something. Yeah, but then... Also, they don't at the end just straight up be like, read the Bible. <laughs> I mean, unless it's like Seventh Heaven, you know? Right, which yeah, is which is like a religious show. That show, which is, hey. That's a good show. I only watched two episodes, but... I never watched it. Uh, but uh, but you, it's a great show. Okay, so put that on your list. All right, we're going to be watching that right now. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Th- this is, it's pretty amazing. So um, how do... Uh, and do you remember, I mean, are there any other episodes that like... Anything no, like this, this in the series? No, this is a complete anomaly. Like, it does. It, like I was saying, it seems like the writers, like when the, when it started to be like a real hit, they started like really like trying to make some big points. Right. Like they're like uh, this season also included the Phoenix Saga. Right. Which is an insane thing where like Jean Grey is killed by a space queen. And then assumes the power of the universe or something. And it's just like these really big ideas that can't be captured in a superhero comic and can't be understood by children. Right. Yeah. I I just – I honestly don't know if I was watching this as a kid how at all I would respond to it. Yeah. I mean I guess it sort of would just wash over me like – Well, like I mean when I was a kid, I went to church every week. So like I might have just been like – Oh yeah, great episode! <laughs> great episode. Wolverine's really coming around. <laughs> You're like, woo! And me as a Jew, I was like uh, going to temple and religious uh, Hebrew school, and I'd be like, whoa, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really funny if they did an alternate episode yeah. where it was a Jewish. Because like I feel like superhero. there's sort of a, a, a political correctness now where maybe they'd have to have like. In interfaith. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be amazing because I, I feel like just people wouldn't relate to it as much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, here, take this Torah. Yeah. And, and then an ad for a synagogue smacked her in the face. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Because there's a moment where they try to make it sort of more universal where he's like, there's religions all over the yeah, world they and everyone thinks, believes in a god. And then the next scene is him giving him yeah, he the said, Bible. Yeah, he says... Um, Everybody believes in a god, and everybody, all people can't be wrong. Yeah, and then which is basically the same argument of Bill O'Reilly with the tides go in, tides go out. Wait, what, what, what's that? Like he had a whole thing where his argument for God is like the tides go in and the tides go out. I can't explain it. Science can't explain <laughs> it. Oh, what? It, Again? It did? Okay. Okay. Oh, never. Okay, just remember, don't think about that. Um, but also, his argument isn't even valid in this episode because he says everybody can't be wrong, but also everybody hates mutants. So, like, right. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Everyone can't be wrong. Everybody can't be right. Everybody can't be wrong. Uh, I don't know, Nightcrawler. You, you tell me. Um, 
also very strange is that one, one thing I noticed in this is that you mentioned at the beginning of the episode that it's the town that they're in is very like it's uh, anachronistic. Yeah, it seems like a what early nineteen hundred sort of village, or I'd say like eighteen hundred. Yeah, it's very and the one, one of the, the main, people literally have pitchforks and like wooden farming wooden tools. Sta- yeah, farm. Yeah, they have pitchforks. The Wolverine cuts through a pitchfork at one point, but then also one of the guys from the sort village of like is the dressed constable up, is dressed as like exactly like M Bison from Street Fighter, which was a huge game at the time. Yeah, which I mean, yeah. they had to have known that maybe it was just a reference to it. But also, he has a laser gun. He has a laser gun, and later when he when they're shooting laser guns at the monastery. Many of the townspeople have laser guns. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, at a certain point, yeah. At the one point, it's just a unruly, like old school mob, and then, then at some point, they have laser guns. But I, it's also weird that this this takes place now. I guess the re I, my guess for why everything is laser guns is because bullets are too violent. That's the thing is uh, the rules in these type of cartoons is there can't be real guns, and no one can die unless they're a robot. Is that that? Is, are you saying that's an actual rule that was written, or that's what you've noticed? That's what I've noticed. I mean, there might be a handbook out there, but but yeah, because it's always the sentinels are always die, yeah. but you never see a human, and that's why this is changing things up a little bit. But in X, I think it's in X Men Two where you see Wolverine like kill people. Yeah, Do you remember that? Like in the when there's a raid on the like uh, X Men, right? The, the I was army, like, yeah. this movie's badass <laughs> because you never they. I mean, obviously on a kid show, they're not going to sh- show anybody right. die. Yeah, but I because see that that's the thing is like in the comics you can sort of right, but did they? I don't know because that's here's a confession I'm going to make. I've like never read an X Men comic. Whoa! Because uh, when I was a kid, I was pretty adverse to reading mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in any form. <laughs> so like you know, like I loved Batman, but I loved the Batman cartoon show. I loved X Men because I had like a Genesis <laughs> game, and this this show was on. I just love that you were adverse to reading when I mean comic books are half more than half pictures, like it's, <laughs> almost <they're> all awesome. <laughs> and the thing is, is like there was a time where me and my brother were, were going to try to get into comics because we like love sending away for stuff and getting like mail. Wait, so what would you do? Rather, what would you send away for? Uh, a lot of times just free catalogs. Oh my, you just send away <laughs> free catalogs and not order. You'd, you'd get a catalog that was, and the, all the items in it were other catalogs. Basically, like, the coolest thing would be, like, who could get the biggest mail? And, like, my brother once got, like, this, like, industrial parts catalog that was, like, thousand pages long. So you just basically got garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, straight <laughs> like, up. We'd rather get joke mail than no mail at all. And uh, that's so ridiculous. Well, I'd get, yeah, I mean, looking through catalogs was always pretty awesome when you were good. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait, what was I, I was say? I was going to say something about... Um, comic the, books? The, yeah, the comic books. Oh, I was just sort of really randomly reminded of... I was a comic book fan, but I, I read some X-Men, but I was really into Spider-Man. That was mm, my... Because you're a loser. Because I'm a, a bookworm. Everybody called me bookworm. <laughs> hey, bookworm. What, do you got another book over there? <laughs> yeah. What is that? A comic book? I don't like reading. You, it was people like you adverse to reading. Yeah. Um, but there was one similar to this, like something that really stuck out. There was one comic book that was a Spider-Man that was about a school shooting, and I was whoa. like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" I remember at the time it was it was probably around the time that like 
Jeremy was a big yeah, song. Yeah, I, I could not watch the end of that video. That video was... It, it like, crazy. depressed me. Like, I would be like, if I see this, it's going to scare me for the rest of the day. Yeah, it's it's a very intense... It, I mean, it's an awesome video, but it's super yeah. intense for kids. I remember watching it. And this ep- this comic, I wish... I've tried to look for it online, but I haven't been able to find it. But it's a kid who's, like, planning a school shooting, and he has a gun. And I don't even think there's any action with Spider-Man. It's more him talking to him about... Well, Not that shooting people. comic book is the teleplay used for the movie Elephant by Gus Van Zandt. And Elephant, and yeah, exactly. That is, well, that's why if you watch the director's cut, there are a lot of scenes with Spider-Man in it. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and there's like more dialogue because in Elephant, there are like five or six lines of dialogue. I had to, oh my God, I had to watch that movie while substitute teaching in a school. No, you did not. Yes. You watch that as, a, uh, in front of a class. In front of a class. I was like, I feel so scared right now because I'm in a school. Wait, and was that a uh, like a required thing? That I'm trying to think what class it was because I that's I, pretty intense. I that's, did a, that's I, an intense movie. I did a lot of uh, work in like special needs rooms, and I I don't know if I know we watched Pet Cemetery in the special needs. What? That is the freakiest. <laughs> talk about things that scarred me. I mean that that the sister that's like. Like uh, in that movie, that's like all pale and like yeah. That's the scariest thing I've ever seen. And like ever. when the little kid cuts the person's Achilles heel, I, I think I probably turned Achilles it off. Th- after oh my god! That I was like, wait, why would they show that? Uh, the the movies when I was substitute teaching, which was only for like a year at most or six months or something, I watched Pet Cemetery, Elephant in a School, and uh, the Day After Tomorrow, which was in place of watching uh, Inconvenient Truth. Wait. <laughs> They're like, we don't. Somebody else is watching Inconvenient Truth. Let's watch the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he walks from like Philadelphia to New York in the snow. Exactly. The library did not have Inconvenient Truth. So, as a the global warming lesson movie, they watched the day after tomorrow. That is so unbelievable. That is so. Amazing. That's your tax dollars at work. Wow. First of all, to even trust you being a substitute teacher is a huge, a huge mistake. Yeah, that's a big mistake already to have Rory being a substitute teacher and then to be showing these movies. It's just like. There was one time where a kid was just chewing tobacco in my class, and I was just like, "Kids will be kids." Oh, kids, <laughs> kids. <laughs> what you didn't say anything to? Him? I was just like, because my main thing was like, I don't want to fill out any paperwork, so I was just like, I was just it's like, like, I'm adverse to reading. I hate, I reading. hate writing. Of course, and, and I'll be a teacher for a year. <laughs> I was just like, look, can you just 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 spit that out? And what did he say? He did. Wow. Well, that's that's good at least. Man, yeah. that sounds ridiculous. Did you ever watch? So you didn't watch? Um, I mean, you didn't read comic books as a kid. No. But you watched this show. What were like your big things? What were like the big um, cartoons and comic type things that you liked as a kid? Um, I remember this show specifically, X Men. I would watch every week. I had a a Watchman, uh, a Sony Watchman, which was the first like portable t- television. Uh huh. Oh, and, yeah, I had one of those. I had one of those. Yeah, because my sister used to have, like, swim meets on the weekend, like, right at the time when X-Men was on, so I'd, like, just go and <laughs> bring my watch. And she'd be like, oh, man, how did, was I swimming? You'd be like, really good. When Gambit, <laughs> when Gambit threw that card at that guy, and she'd be like, no, what? swimming. You'd be like, what? <laughs> you flew? It looked like you were flying? I don't know. Um, so that, uh, definitely Ninja Turtles, and then, like... I don't know. I guess I always watched Animaniacs, but that's sort of 
I that, mean, not the, the same, but it's a cartoon. I, I was so into comics at a time. <clears throat> I also think it was when trading cards were really cool. Oh, yeah. So I would collect Marvel cards, and then uh, and they had, like, holograms. Like, I still have them probably somewhere. But when my brother was in fourth or fifth grade, he started doing – he was really into sports, like, super into sports, super mm-hmm. into sports statistics, and he created a magazine, um, like a sports uh, baseball magazine, and he printed it up, and he was like, eventually they featured him in Sports Illustrated from, for kids. Wow, that's a huge... He got huge, to miss a day of school. That's huge. Got paid $100. Wow. And had pictures in Sports Illustrated for kids. That's that's a dream at that time. And so when I, uh, so when I was about that age, I was like, I'm going to follow my brother's footsteps. <laughs> and we made... My mom helped me and my friend make one um, one magazine of about... Uh, 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 Marvel comic cards, and uh, we drew. Uh, I th- I think, um, what's his name from Fantastic Four? The fire fire. Uh, uh, human Torch. Human Torch. I drew the Human Torch, and I. I mean, man, I'd love to see it. I'm sure it was terrible. It did not. Like my. So like, what was your plan? Like, well, I guess they'll feature me in Sports Illustrated. No, I think it was just a cool thing to like a project to like give out to other kids and stuff. I don't know. It was just like this. It's sort of cool. It's really cool that my brother did that. I yeah, mean, but I don't know what our plan was for for it. We, I so think, did you distribute it or yeah, was we it... we color printed it and we distributed it. And I probably, I guess, nobody had any interest, so we never made it again. <laughs> yeah, I think that was like sort of my problem with comics, besides the reading, <laughs> which was like which was a major hurdle. a major hurdle, especially the pages that had like the the action descriptions. It's like dialogue only (laughs) but it was like also i could never i could never keep up collecting things like cards and comic books i just i think that's why it all that all gets so i remember that too that was so my brother was really into baseball cards so i was sort of into it too and we go to baseball collector shows at like you know the community whatever the the big space for events and it was crazy. It was so yeah. there's so like you can never get everything, you know, and it's like you're investing so much time. So basically also when I was a kid I was I like d- you know when you're a kid you decide you like something like right, yeah, you make yeah. a conscious decision Sure. So I decided because there was a poster and I was really into like art class in elementary school. There's a poster of Nolan Ryan so I was like Nolan Ryan's my favorite baseball player. <laughs> He, he plays in Texas. I've never seen him play. I know he's a great pitcher. <laughs> and he's the pitch man for Advil. Yeah, I love Advil, and I, and I love uh, shoulder cream. I think he would have done that, too. So so I, as a fourth and fifth grader, I was super into Nolan Ryan, and I would go to these baseball shows with my brother, and I'd try to get as many Nolan Ryan cards as possible. It's like, why? why? What do you got Nolan Ryan style? What yeah. do you <laughs> and I, I, I even I sent, uh, wrote to him and got two, <clears throat> two autograph cards from him. Cards from it. You were a Nolan addict. Hey man, that Ryan Express, <laughs> I'll get on. You know what I'm saying? But like, no, like you, you, I sort of, uh, unfortunately for my parents, still have like a bunch of crap in my old Same room. Here. Yeah, my, my parents hate their boxes. Of shit. Yeah, and like uh, part of it is like you find like the cards that you had, and uh, I had a rich friend, and for my first communion, which is a Christian thing. <laughs> 
Okay, I'm, bring it back. To- talk to it in Nightcrawler terms because I don't understand Christianity except for through the lens of Nightcrawler. Well, it's like it's sort of like you know when uh, Nightcrawler gives Wolverine the Bible, and yes. yeah, it's basically that for kids. Okay, okay. <laughs> so basically, a blue mutant hands yeah. you a Bible. Yeah. Okay, uh, and he got me the like the year box set of cards for hoops, which was the basketball brand of cards. So the only cards I have that remain are all hoops brand so a complete set cards it's yeah. a complete set like the and 93 94 but i have to say set. something knowing basically nothing about cards anymore i know that hoops is probably not the most <laughs> wanted like uh brand of card i don't think so I, can, I, I almost can assume that any real collector would be like oh hoops yeah that That's- was like the generic <laughs> knockoff because I remember there was like Fleer, there was yeah, Tops, uh-huh. Upper Deck, but that was probably just baseball. Yeah. Um, and then Hoops. And then, <laughs> the Hoops. That's like football. That would be like, um, but what are those called? The uh, Uprights? Uprights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uprights. Touchdowns. Uprights. Football cards. Um, yeah, but I do remember there was, a, I do have a Mookie Blaylock rookie card. Hello. So if hey. there's any buyers, is this cool to do a yeah, yeah, yeah. plug Go for ahead. this Go, we'll do a little plug here <laughs> it's a hoops mookie blaylock rookie wow. uh, that is the original name of pearl jam yep so. i was gonna say that brings it right back to jeremy <laughs> yeah um yeah i i i'm sure i probably i don't th- that's the thing the interesting thing is i know like uh things come in waves but i don't know are baseball cards worth anything anymore i feel like not i don't anymore. know i don't like because they were worth a lot when we were kids because it was like our parents really uh collecting the ones they had as kids right. which is when baseball cards started i think yes yep you know well so, i think they started in some form they started earlier probably but, but they but like that's really, where they like really hit yeah and i think now it's just sort of like the market was hugely flooded then but i, I think so here's the thing this is why i think it is it's like because when you talk to your dad about baseball cards like when i talk to my dad you know they always talk about like well we put the cards in the spokes of the wheel and yeah, we, yeah. so basically they would fuck up so many cards <laughs> that, that one good the one. one good one was is worth a ton and then when we were kids it was like oh cards are worth something so let's yeah. put them in these little oh, plastic yeah. things I, remember, I had millions of fucking plastic yeah like for probably what purpose negative pennies like those cards are worth like negative money. and everyone used to buy beckett's yeah the, the we, book oh you know we had the beckett oh man i was like i i'm not gonna buy that <laughs> that has words in it. that has words in it it's like i'll get a catalog about ordering Be- it's a catalog that's just filled with beckett's but i'm not gonna that's so the best stupid. part about catalogs it's a book with no real words <laughs> but what would you actually what would be where would you when would you look at it like, you know, pooping or like, <laughs> it's like when you're a kid, you have a lot of spare time. It's just like in summers, like me and my brother would just be home alone and be like, check out this East Bay catalog. I, oh, I, and I'd I be like, that. I'd just be like, oh man, you could get cleats in so many different colors. And would you ever order from No. Them? <laughs> You'd be like, look at these industrial machines. We could get them in so many different colors. Yeah. That's such a waste of time. <laughs> that is an absolute waste of time. Yeah. Uh, I could have been spent reading or doing something. Yeah, productive. you'd probably be like maybe I'd say like point four, point zero four times smarter. Yeah, <laughs> if you had read. But I do that too. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, like you'd get assigned stuff at school, and like sometimes you'd just be like, I don't like reading. I just don't yeah, want to read. I just like the idea of reading is. It's just, I I don't know I feel because like, like I read a lot now like yeah. I read every day on the subway. No, come on, don't don't make us feel bad if you don't if people don't read every day. <laughs> Look, I read every day, and if you don't, you're kind of a dummy. <laughs> uh, um, but 
Like, I just, I couldn't, I don't know maybe if it was like the authority of it. It's like, you're reading this and it's like, no, I don't want to. It's like, I just want, yeah, I don't know. I th- feel this. And same it's way. like, you had to like read a certain chapter. Yeah. So it's like. But even looking back, it's like read chapter two in a book. Now it's about four at, pages. Yeah, I know, now when I look at books, I'm like, chapters are like 10 to 15 pages. That's nothing. It's like so easy to do that homework. That's not a problem. I was just like, no, I'll never oh, finish. God, I want to read a catalog. <laughs> Oh, oh, give me a catalog to read. Yeah, please. I remember like Call of the Wild. I was like, I, I think it was that book. I was like, I, I can't read this. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I'm just gonna play Mario Kart. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I mean, I would watch these cartoons so much too. Like, I would oh yeah, watch like so much. Yeah, I'd get home from school and just watch cartoons. But I think that's probably why they were like, I bet with it, like this episode, they're like, we know kids aren't reading the Bible. <laughs> they're not going to. We need to basically make an episode that's the equivalent of reading the Bible. Right. But I don't know why they would choose, like, why would Stan Lee or whoever's behind the show, like, push that? I don't, it's so strange. But there is some religious stuff throughout X-Men. I mean, isn't. Uh, Magneto was like in the Holocaust, right? Yeah, he's he's the uh, there's no but there's no episode about imagine that that would be fucking crazy. That would be like totally inappropriate. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that's the cool. That's why I think I I didn't read a ton of X Men, but the movie I love like X Men Two is I think probably one of the best with the Batman movies. One of the best. I mean, pre-Dark Knight, that was the best. Yeah, that was absolutely the best comic book movie. But the reason is, is because it mirrors, like, society they had. Like, that's what X-Men is good with. X-Men is, it's probably the most realistic, like, social commentary. Yeah, Yeah. totally. You can completely under... I mean, because with the other ones, with Spider-Man, it's more personal. Yeah. And with... uh, It's like, they hate me for trying to save the world. I don't know why. I'm so conflicted. Where this is like basically just racism mapped onto people who can, who mutated the power to shoot electricity out of their fingers. Yeah, exactly. That's most pretty- most like uh, like ancillary or like ambient X mutants yeah, that are just background X Men are just can shoot stuff out of there that's why it was always weird that like to me that jubilee was one of the main characters in the show was like she did she just spe- she, like shot like stun Spark- sparkles out of her yeah pants. they couldn't really do anything but i guess the reason was because I, I remember watching the first episode of this fairly recently is it's about her i think she's like the kid you yeah know? Like, she's, she's like the teenage she represents teenagers yeah the she's the people the kid that people the kids watching will um relate to yeah. so who's if you had to pick a mutant power from the show. From the show. From this, from, I'll open it not just to this episode. Oh, boy. Uh, so, any in canon mutant power. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, I kind of like, I skew towards Nightcrawler, because he had the best power in the, mu- in the X-Men Genesis But keep in mind, you have, to, you have to keep his... Uh, Personality. Pers- you have to keep his okay. uh, morals. So you... <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, well... But he has good morals. He has are. good morals. But then there's also Wolverine's healing power, which mm-hmm. is basically you could just... You know, you don't get hurt anymore. You don't get hurt. It's pretty good. I think I, I lean... I don't know, for some reason... It's not a great power, but I just always liked Cyclops. Like the, I guess because he was the, the leader most, or something. But yeah. what a burden! 
That, I mean, like, it's it's the most class, inconsistent burden. Yeah, because because it's, it's like sometimes it's like he has to be wearing quartz sunglasses to keep it in, and then like other times he just closes his eyes. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And then whenever the he in- takes the glasses off, it shoots like <laughs> wild, like sprays, and could kill anybody. So I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> And also, I assume you'd have quartz eyelids, because that's the only way that Hey, man. Yeah, exactly. His (laughs) eyelids are obviously made of quartz. Um, So one of the things we do on the show is the drinking game game. Right. So um, if you had to make a drinking game for this episode of uh, X-Men, what would it be? This episode? um, Well, I think a pretty obvious one for this episode would be... Anytime a religious uh, a Christianity is forced on someone, yes, I'd uh, say I'd say that anytime the word God is sure. used, because I don't think God is ever used in any kids show. I feel like no. it's like it's something that's totally avoided. Yeah, I it's this is very weird. Yeah, <laughs> episode to exist. And what would you what uh what you drink? Oh boy, Prosec. Prosec. <laughs> Prosecco. In honor of uh, being in Europe. <laughs> in honor of being Europe. I don't know if you know anything. Well, you don't drink, so I don't think you have any knowledge of... I don't know what Prosecco is from, but I don't think that in Germany, one of the biggest beer-drinking countries in the world, that Prosecco is is the drink of choice. Yeah, I guess it would be like a, a lager. A lager. A lager. A lager. A okay. lager. Oh boy, Rory! I'd, <laughs> I, say, I, I'd say holy wine. I'd say right, drink, the drink blood wine. of Christ, the blood of personified Christ. in wine. I'd say eat some wafers, uh, some yes. wafers, and drink some holy wine. I would say the drinking games for the entire series. Yes. Oh, I'd love. Yeah, uh, would be anytime Rogue has one of those things where she goes crazy and screams. Because that happens every episode for real. Basically, she's just very not good at getting people to not touch her. Or anytime Wolverine is unnecessarily aggressive. Well, there's that weird part in this episode where um, two people at the ski lodge were saying, like, oh, we hear there's a demon in the other There's a rumor there's a demon in the other town. And he comes up, Wolverine comes up behind them, grabs both of them around the shoulder, and goes, Tell me more. Yeah. And it's like, to strangers. Like, get away from me, you weirdo. <laughs> He's always super aggressive. He's very aggressive. I mean, to his credit, he, he's had a lot of he's, rough, rough go at Yeah, it. I mean, they put animantium, give him an animantium skeleton. So, hey, yeah. he's got a little, you know. If he's Chip on some, his shoulder. Hey, if he's got some anger in there, who, who, who are we to judge? Only, hey, only God only can God judge. Only God can judge, as we learned in this episode. Yeah, that, um, as the monastery was burning down. Yeah, basically, uh, uh, Nightcrawler's in a fight with a monk who has become a traitor because he thinks that, that Nightcrawler is a demon and he's... And, uh, the the bad guy is about to fall down. Nightcrawler grabs him and he says, "You can drop me. You 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 know that's what you want to yeah. do. I'm a bad person." And he pulls him up and he said, "I'm not going to judge you. Only God can judge. Only you. God can judge you." So I don't know if you have a Christian facility in your neighborhood, but I'd say why. Well, yeah, one of the things I just I don't really do this much in the podcast, but if you're listening, um, grab a Bible. Mm-hmm. Rory and I have already picked a couple passages. They're marked off. Yeah, you should find them marked. You should find them marked. We've been in your home. We nightcrawlered into your home. We nightcrawlered into your home. We stole some food. It was delicious. It was really good. Um, and we marked some things. So you should probably read those. Um, or, or you know, if you're walking and a newspaper smacks you in the face, <laughs> 
Go wherever that indicates you should go. <laughs> I mean, because that's pretty unlikely to happen. A newspaper smack you directly in the face. I'd say if you get smacked directly in the face of the newspaper, do whatever it says on that. I'd say start working in the newspaper industry. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I think we we solved this show. Yeah, I think uh, I think we really did. Um, thanks, Rory, for stopping by. Thanks for having me. This was uh, quite lovely. All right, let's go uh, drink some Prosec. Drink, drink some Prosec. I'd like to thank again my guest, Rory Panagatopoulos, uh, for watching X-Men with me. Um, again, just one more plug for our show. Uh, March 29th, that's this Thursday at 8 p.m., uh, and April 11th and April 25th, also at 8 p.m. Those are Wednesdays. Uh, and uh, the show's called Dog Fleet at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. It'll be a lot of laughs, a lot of goofs. We've got a great cast in the show. We've got Sue Galloway, uh, Jim Santangeli, Rob Lathan, uh, Neil Casey, um, Birch Harms, uh, me, Rory, Mitch McGee directed it. So you know it's going to be good. And if I happen to have forgotten somebody in the cast, I will feel terrible. So hopefully I didn't. But if I did, it it definitely reflects on your personality, not mine. Um, uh, Yeah, I think that's everybody. Well, Lou Perez is also in it, but he's out of town for this month. So I'm going to be taking his part. That'll be really fun. So um, I hope to see you there. Please leave a... uh, Review on iTunes if you feel so inclined. And thanks again for listening to. I'm babbling on and I'm actually uh, going to walk into traffic right now. Okay, have a great afternoon and early tomorrow. Adios, amigos. Mm-hmm.